0: I spilt my coffee this morning, wop womp. if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know I love two things, chocolate chip cookies and coffee, methodical coffee to be more specific, but this morning it just got away from me, and the coffee spilt. Now allow me to replay the scenario. I awoke to my most favorite smell, which is brewed coffee, and proceeded to pour a cup of this most divine beverage, as I leashed up Derby, our dog, for the morning routine. Suddenly, out of nowhere, Derby sees a squirrel run directly in front of us, and he attempts to demonstrate his animalistic instinct in chasing said squirrel. (sighs) Ah, Derby, you are a -a Bernadoodle, that squirrel would eat you alive. To which by this point was completely pointless. After all was said and done, everything eventually returned to being calm as we continued on our morning routine. But if I may ask, when you heard me say I spilt my coffee, what was the image you first had in mind? Was it a full cup of coffee falling over and going in every direction? Maybe even worse, perhaps it was falling into an open laptop, or perhaps the whole cup falling into my lap as I was driving down a busy interstate. Where did your mind go when I said I spilt my coffee? What really happened was the abrupt jerk and the dog jumping after the squirrel, which jarred the coffee cup as a few drops simply spilt from the cup. Just a few drops, barely enough to cover my thumb. But our mind goes there, doesn't it? The first image we think of usually is the worst possible scenario. It's human nature, instinctual to be honest. We have this area in our brain called the amygdala, which to oversimplify is greatly responsible for how we handle stress. I once read someone nicknamed the amygdala as the gunslinger. which I've never forgotten, as it's the perfect title for whenever anything happens, we have a tendency to immediately think the worst of the circumstance. But more often than not, the reality is completely the opposite. Not always the case, but you have to admit most of the time. There's a wonderful quote by one of my favorite authors, Mark Twain, as I love his brilliantly dry wit. He said, I've been through some terrible things in my life, some of which actually happened. In our minds, we've already come to the conclusion. The email from the boss asking to see you, an agonizing sore throat for a week as you decide it's time to see the doctor, the call from your best friend, how their car was hit. The downward spiral has no end. Or does it? In fancy terms, the word is catastrophizing. But in short, it's simply negative thinking. Catastrophic thinking. Catastrophizing. Today, let's learn what to do specifically with these negative thoughts. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two, one. Come to find out, the boss, well, he wanted to tell you what a tremendous job you were doing, but face to face. The sore throat? It was allergies. Your best friend's accident? Someone backed into their car while she was at the grocery store. But even though these three things were nowhere near the worst... These scenarios won't place our mind at ease the next time worry dials our number. Leading up to meeting your boss, your stomach is in knot, your sleep is restless and you have no appetite, and while the end result was positive, you've already gone through a number of days with worry, emotional fatigue and distress. Many of these fears can be a result of previous experiences. Perhaps you were let go of a job, Uh, perhaps it was more than allergies, or maybe you lost a friend in an accident. We all go through difficult experiences, but, and bear with me here, spilling my coffee while taking the dog for a walk, doesn't mean I'm giving up my morning cup. It just means I'll either use a lid, be more aware, or pour less but what's the point in that? And yes, I realize I'm completely downplaying life scenarios, but you see my point. The bad days in the past don't necessarily mean they're going to repeat themselves in the future. I'm going to say that one more time. The bad days in the past don't necessarily mean they are going to repeat themselves in the future. So let's turn this frown upside down how do we do this how do we stop catastrophizing first we have to realize you'll have bad days it's just part of it there will be some rain amongst the sun but just as you carry your umbrella when you see the dark clouds find emotional cover at the onset of the negative downpour simply by saying stop How do I know? What evidence do I have to prove what I'm thinking? By at least declaring this verbally, you're letting your rational mind put the emotional mind to rest. Continue this process, asking yourself, hold on. How do I know? What evidence do I have? By doing this, you're giving space to stop the negative spiral and began to invite more positive, encouraging outcomes to come to mind. You don't know the outcome yet. It hasn't happened. By physically telling yourself to stop, and then asking yourself, how do I know? You become more aware that your thoughts have no merit, no base, as you have no actual evidence. What you think will happen will actually become true. Number two, what happened last time? The last time you worried, was it more than a cold? Mm, The last time he or she didn't reply to your text and you obsessed that they no longer wanted to talk to you? More than likely, it was a cold. And speaking from experience, if they happen to have more than one child, goodness knows how long it may take to get any reply. My point is, look at the past and ask yourself, how did it wind up? What you thought would happen, did it really happen? Remember last time. What happened last time? And number three, finally, now what? Let's say what you thought to be the worst did happen. Now what? The key is to take control of the emotional and replace it with the rational. Perhaps it's more than a cold. Perhaps the company is downsizing. Now what? Even during the worst, you still have the ability to control what you can control. Sitting down, taking deep breaths, Writing down the steps places you in control of your circumstances. The worst may not have been what you had hoped for, but planning the next steps removes your feeling powerless and gives you a new sense of purpose. Just as you reached the other side of your most difficult time before, putting a plan into place of what to do next will be the catalyst in getting you through this one all the same. Going back to Mark Twain's quote, We allow our minds to put us through the most terrible of circumstances, even when they'll never happen. Tomorrow morning, just like every morning, I'll leash up the dog and pour a cup before going out. I'm not going to stop drinking coffee just because a random squirrel taunted a Bernadoodle. It may never happen again could have easily been a one-time fluke, and even if it does happen, I'm sure I'll survive. It's just a bit of coffee after all. But regardless, I'll hope for the best as I watch for dog taunting squirrels, but knowing that in the end, a little spilt coffee is the least of my worries, and that whatever may come my way, it will present an opportunity to be worked out, no matter how big or how small. Closing note I realize some of life's curves are more than squirrels and spilled coffee. While the power of positive thoughts is incredibly effective, sometimes we need a little more guidance to get us through the storm. If this is the case, I Humbly urge you to find someone help you through this Someone that is licensed and trained and has experience in doing this Someone that will provide you with the next steps as well as working with you to get you through this Some seasons are more difficult than others And while some are eased with a few breaths other seasons Well, it's okay have a holding hand guide you through. To find more episodes of Comet Down, hear the musical playlist from today's episode, or simply wanting to know where to send chocolate chip cookies, visit cometdownpodcast.com. You'll even find additional resources for emotional support, including our online community and our Facebook page. You're not alone. You are not alone. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized, Sweet Tooth. And now something my attorney wants me to say. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and is not intended to, nor should they serve as a substitute for medical advice or diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other health care provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you, and you should only act upon the advice of such physician. Now, what I'd like to say. I am an extreme empath by nature, but my profession is that of a composer and pianist,